Hey guys, this week I'm going to talk about calories. So on this webinar, I have got my microphone involved, so I'm highly professional now. And the reason I'm doing that is because if this works, if this goes to plan, I'm going to do this as a podcast episode as well. So this is my my test. But today I'm going to go through a bit of a guide to calories. And this is going to be awareness of calories. What are calories? How do we consume them? How do we burn them? What is the difference between calories in and calories out? So our intake and our outtake. And just kind of talk a little bit more detail about how we use calories. Um, the perception of calories. Sometimes we can look at calories as bad or good. So I'm going to try and simplify that. And then the quality and quantity of calories as well. So what type of calories are you consuming or what type of calories do you need to consume? And then also maybe how many calories do you need to consume? The answers probably aren't quite what you think. And ultimately, I want to try and simplify things. So I want things to be as simple for you as possible and hopefully help to get better results because we do overcomplicate things and it's not just you that does that. It's me that does that as well. We all naturally tend to make things more complicated than they need to be. So my goal today is to try and simplify your belief or your attitude around calories. So what is a calorie? Calories indicate the amount of energy that are in an item of food or drink. So this is going to be digested and it's going to provide us with fuel or with energy that first of all we need. So we need that energy to maintain normal everyday functions like breathing, moving about. And then also we want to be thinking about how we fuel our exercise or activity, especially if you are doing a lot of sessions. So I know most people now in our community have increased the number of sessions which is amazing. But then we also need to think about how can we fuel for those sessions as well. So it's not only great if you can do four sessions a week, or I know some of you do five a week, but you also need to think about fueling yourself as well. Now, I like to use the analogy of you're not going to get in your car and go on a long motorway drive if you don't have any fuel in the tank. It's very similar to training. So if you are coming on, coming to a training session, you're showing up and you want to work hard in that session, you have to think, am I fueled for this session? Do I have the energy to be able to perform at my my best? And that's what food does. So food is our friend. We do not want to fear food. Food is going to be there to help us. So breaking calories down, we get calories from three primary sources, which is protein, carbs, and fat. So all of those different sources contain protein. So for protein it would contain four calories per gram. So per gram of protein, that's four calories. Per gram of carbohydrates, that's also four. And then fats, this is why I always get fats and protein mixed up. Fats, nine calories per gram. So fats are high calories, basically. So this is why foods like peanut butter, avocado, egg yolk, cheese, other foods that are high in fat are also high in calories. So it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing. It's just something to be aware of. So if you are looking for alternatives, if you're looking to save calories, a good way to do that is to look for lower fat options. However, we still do need fat because fat is important. So I'm going to cover that a little bit later on. So thinking about calories in versus calories out, 
calories in is what we consume. So the calories in is what we are eating. The calories out is what we are using or what we are burning. This is a number of different things. So this isn't just exercise. And in fact, and something else I'm going to cover later, the calories out, this is something that people will highly overestimate. People assume that they burn thousands of calories and you you can because you're going to be burning without moving anyway even just by staying live you will be burning calories and actually the impact from exercise is very minor compared to the overall day so i'm going to come on to that a bit later but first of all let's talk about let's say if you're if you've got a goal so whatever your goal is whether you want to maintain weight whether you want to lose weight or whether you want to gain weight your calories consumed versus calories burned are going to be important here. So if we look at maintaining weight, that would mean that your calories consumed and your calories burned would be the same number or the, the, you're, you're consuming the same amount that you burn roughly. And we're never going to get a 100% accurate answer anyway. But then if we were to change the balance, if we were to think about balance, if we were to think about burning more calories than we consume, so our calories consumed goes up and our calories burned goes down, that's going to result in weight loss. So then if we were to go the opposite way, we were going to gain the weight, we would need to make sure that we consume more calories. So the calories consumed is outweighed by the calories burned. So it's almost like an energy energy balance. You're going to think about, and that's what it is really, if we're thinking about fat loss, as a science, all it is, is burning more than you eat or consuming less consuming less than you burn but rather than thinking about because it's uh, technically you could just eat 1000 calories worth of chocolate and you'd be in a calorie deficit so therefore you could lose body fat by consuming anything you want but then you have to think about the quality of that so on paper it is just a case of managing energy balance however the type of calories that you consume are going to play a big role in your overall consumption. So this includes things like fiber, um, vitamins, minerals, things that are going to be responsible for satiety. So making sure that you are full and satisfied, uh, giving you energy, helping digestion. These are things that we need to think about as well. So it's not just a case of I'm eating X amount of calories, so I should be losing weight. It is making sure that you are providing your body with everything that it needs. This is when it can get a little bit confusing. But again, we're going to just simplify things. One of the biggest tips I would suggest is to try and look at where you are currently having processed foods. So this is something that is very easy to get into a, a, a cycle or a loop of seeking a highly processed food. So typically something that is highly processed is going to have more calories, but it is probably going to be something that tastes good. And that's why we seek it. So if we are, let's say if we are having a bad day or if we're stressed or if we are running out of time and we just think I need something quick and I need something nice because it's got that high taste and that we think it's going to be satisfying, we would tend to go for something that is higher energy density. So it's got more calories, possibly lower in nutrient density. So that means it might be, let's say a pizza. So you probably could still get nutrients from a pizza because you could get chicken, you could get vegetables on it. It's probably still going to be high fiber. You might be full from it. But then let's say if we took a, should we use a cheeseburger? 
if we use a cheeseburger, you could still get protein and you could still bulk it out with salad and vegetables maybe. But I mean, who has vegetables on a burger? I don't. If you do, that's fine. But no judgment, a little bit of judgment. But if I was to have a burger, it would I would want it to be a dirty burger. It's going to be greasy and cheesy. It's probably going to be low nutrient density. Yeah, it might fill me up. It's likely to have very high calories. So what I could do instead is I could make an alternative. I could make my own version. I could make a version that is maybe leaner meat. Maybe I could have a lighter version of cheese and I could pad it out with salad. So it's it's hitting more of the nutrients that I need rather than it being greasy, high in fat, low in protein, and probably going to make me feel bad the next day. Um, what we want to think about as well is having higher processed foods in your diet. So overall, if we were to be having a high processed food in your diet, you're probably going to notice the effects mentally and physically. So you might feel tired. You might feel lethargic. You might feel a bit like sluggish. Like I don't really want to move. So then because of that, you don't move. And because you don't move, you're then going to be seeking that comfort food again. And you're going to keep going around in this cycle. If you can think about foods that are going to be still high in taste, but going to give you that satisfaction, it's going to give you that energy, going to give you the, the nutrients that your body needs, you're likely to feel better. Because you are feeling better, you're likely to move a little bit more. Even things like going out for a walk. If you can move a little bit more your daily activity is already increasing without you even really putting in that much effort at this point. So this is how your choice of food can link to your exercise as well. So if you think if you are feeling really good in your training sessions and then you eat well, so then you move more and then you get good sessions, you get a lot out of it. Because you do a good session, you go home and eat a nice meal, you get a good meal, you feel good from that. You're going to keep going around in this loop. If you do the opposite and if you eat something rubbish and then you feel rubbish or you don't show up for your training session or you don't go out for that walk that you were going to do and then because of that you think, well, I've I've missed my training session. I may as well eat this pizza or eat this bar of chocolate and then this loop is going to keep going around. So I'm not saying you have to completely avoid processed foods, but just watch out for the processed foods that aren't helping you. So if we think about this overall journey, we want to be able to train we want to be able to move and perform well we want to be able to go out for a walk or get our daily movement in even if it's housework or walking to the shop we want good sleep as well and we want to stay hydrated so all of these things are going to link together also i'm going to come on to alcohol a bit later on actually i was going to talk about alcohol but we'll we'll do that later so one of the main things is when people start to look at food choices is enjoyment so this is one of the things that we tend to, if we were looking for chocolate or pizza or burgers or ice cream, whatever it might be, we think that they are the foods that bring us joy. So actually you can still have a healthy diet and enjoy it. You can still make sensible choices and sense being sensible is the key thing here, which we'll talk about later on. Um, but energy density. So I spoke about energy density a couple of, a couple of times. Um, we ideally want to I'm back had a delivery 
Energy density is what I was talking about. So foods that are are energy dense. So these would be the things like pizza, ice cream, donuts. These are foods that are high in fat and probably high in sugar as well, and therefore high in calories and have a smaller nutritional value. So they tend to taste great, but they are the, the foods that are high in calories. So these are the foods that we want to keep to a minimum. If we think about spinach, so spinach has a low energy density because only a few calories, but then it's not really going to satisfy taste buds. You're not going to think, yeah, great. I really want a plate of spinach. So think about if you are having a bad day and you think, I want sugar. That's because it's something that you would seek that is going to give you some kind of fulfillment in that moment. Spinach doesn't really do that. <laughs> I've never met anybody that would say, yeah, I'd really fancy some spinach right now. I use spinach to like bulk out a salad or an omelette or something. I would I would use it as something nutritional, but I wouldn't ever fancy it. I kind of just eat it because <laughs> I should. But then a donut would be the opposite. I would think, oh, maybe I shouldn't really be eating this because it's not really going to give me anything other than enjoyment, which is fine. You can eat for enjoyment as well. But then you have to do think there's got to be some compromise somewhere if you want to reach a certain goal. So if the goal is fat loss, a donut isn't going to do any harm. You can still eat a donut and lose weight. But then it would mean, let's say, if you're going to have 1,500 calories per day and you have a donut, which I'm sorry to disappoint you if you don't know how many calories in a donut but let's say if it's going to be a good donut as well you can get lower calorie donuts but let's say it is stuffed with caramel and it's got a nice caramel icing on top you're looking at about 350 to 400 calories so that then leaves me with a thousand one hundred for the rest of the day that i've got to try and use wisely and i'm not probably not gonna be that full from a donut i could eat a donut and then think i could eat another one whereas if i use that 400 calories for uh, a big omelet and I'd got mushroom, spinach, tomato, onion inside of it. And then maybe I'd had a side of veg as well on the side. I could also toast a bagel, have half the omelet in my bagel. You're probably looking at 350 calories for that. And that is likely to keep me full for a lot longer than the donut would. I'm also likely to get more out of it in terms of would satisfy me a little bit more, but then it might actually help me to have a better training session that day. Or maybe it will help me to sleep or it will give me a bit more energy. It might not. It might not. We don't know. But the chances are, if you eat well, you're likely to see the benefits from it as well. So if we think about nutrient density, this would be the amount of um, fiber, the amount of vitamins, the amount of minerals that are in that food. So that would be something like spinach. So spinach is higher nutrient density, but then perhaps ice cream or pizza is a little bit lower. So I think a good combination is to have a bit of both. You can't completely cut out ice cream or pizza or whatever your favorite food is because it's unrealistic. And then it also does mean you are going to get yourself in an all or nothing loop if you do cut something out. So let's say if you said, okay, I'm not going to, let's take me and my chocolate scenario. I cut out chocolate completely for seven and a half weeks I was absolutely fine for the seven and a half weeks and then as soon as I've allowed it back into my diet and my daily life I have eaten it every day so now I'm now in a position again where I'm like oh should I just cut it out completely but then if I don't get out of that loop I'm either going to be always eating it or always not so sometimes you do have to be aware of okay actually 
can just have a little bit of everything. So if you do cut out a certain food group, if you cut out carbs or you cut out a specific food, like I'm not going to eat bread, then what happens when you do eat it? You'll probably go through a whole cycle of feeling guilty and then thinking, oh, actually, I, I can't have it because I, can, I can't have a little bit. I have to have loads of it. So it is learning to find a balance and to allow yourself everything as well, which is difficult. So let's talk about energy intake versus energy expenditure. So this is, I want to talk more about energy expenditure actually and how we use energy because this is quite interesting. So I see a lot of people in sessions who will look at their watch and they'll say, oh, I've burned 650 calories. You probably haven't. They do massively overestimate, the, all the fitness trackers do. And if that motivates you, and if you want to use that figure as a way of, of feeling like that's been a good session because I've burned X amount of calories, then fine. If you don't think it is harming you in any way, then I don't stop people from looking at the calorie count. I just don't want people to assume that that is what defines a good or a bad session because it's probably not accurate. And your overall day, so if we talk about your, so your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, that is your body working throughout the day. So that is just you breathing, staying alive. That is just what your body will burn simply by just being on earth, just being here. And that is 70% of your total burn. So the total amount of calories that you burn each day comes from your BMR. So that is something that you can't actually control. 70% of the calories you burn every day is out of your control. Then we've got 15%, which is your NEAT. So that is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That is general moving about. That could be going to get the bin, take the bin out, bring the bin back in. Uh, housework could be going for a walk or going for um, doing steps in the house walking up and down at work, going to the toilet, walking to your car, whatever it is throughout the day, any kind of chores that isn't part of your exercise routine, that would be neat. And that's 15%-ish. Then we've got 10%, which is our thermo... Oh my God, what's TEF? Um, I'll come back on that one. That is our how our body digests food so that is almost as though i need to google this now because that has thrown me off okay good old google has helped me so that is our thermic effect of food so that is the energy that it takes to absorb and digest food so again that isn't really something that is in our control and then you've got five percent Again, rough figure, but 5% is going to be your training. So actually, the training session that you think is the main part of, of burning calories and expending energy, energy and creating a calorie deficit is tiny. So your training sessions play a really, really, really small role in your total daily burn. So your food itself is the most important. If we're trying to create a calorie deficit, that is. So if the goal is, is fat loss, the main focus would be 
food in. However, looking at overall, also your daily movement, such as walking or standing up and down from the desk or doing the household tasks, that is going to make the difference between fat loss and not losing any weight. So interesting because most people would think if I was to do a survey, I can imagine most people would assume that the the amount of effort you put into a session is the most important, which it is. I'm not saying that it's there's no point in coming to a session because there's so many more things that you are doing than burning calories. There's so many other benefits. There's so many other things that you can take away. But then it just so happens that the calories aren't actually as a massive deal as we think it is. So then let's talk about how many calories should you have. So if you are looking to have a specific goal here, so let's say you're um, you're looking to lose some weight, then the amount of calories you eat are going to be important. But I do want you to consider something. You actually don't need a specific target. And most people do assume that they need to have a specific number and they've got to hit this number every single day, 100%. But the good news here is that you don't need to be half as accurate as you think. And this is good because I know a lot of people will be all or nothing. So if that's that means they've got a calorie target and then they don't hit that calorie target, that's going to throw you off and you'll think, oh, I've gone over my calories by 200. What's the point tomorrow? And then you go off track. So hopefully knowing this information will be helpful because you don't need to be as accurate. All I would say you need is a sensible start point. So you can use a calorie calculator online or I can help to to give you a, a target point, which is sensible. But then all you need to do really from then on is be consistent with that figure and then adapt as required. I think that rather than a calculator, you can just you can just pick a number. You can just pick a random number and see how you get on with it. I would always encourage people to start higher. So I would typically say for let's take an average female between 65 to 90 kilos. I don't know what that is in pounds. I can convert it if if needed. Um, I was working kilos now. Between 65 to 90 kilos, let's say, on average, average female who is between 30 and 50 could lose weight or might lose weight by eating 1,700 calories per day. So most people think they need a very specific target. But actually, if you stuck with 1,700 and you did that consistently, so let's say consistent, let's say 30 days. If you could do that every single day for 30 days before deciding that it doesn't work and before deciding that it's too high or that you can't stick to it and before you give up, if you can stick to that, then you might see those results. If if nothing happens after the 30 days, then maybe you can tweak. So then maybe you might think, okay, actually, I don't move that much or maybe I am still eating too much and I need to reduce that target. What you'll probably find is something will happen in that 30 days. And the main reason that people don't see the results that they want is because they don't allow that 30 day period to happen. They don't have the consistency for 30 days. So one of the things that I would always suggest is do something sensible consistently for 30 days before deciding that it doesn't work. So I hope that has been helpful. And if you decide to do something for um, 30 days, 
let me know. Keep me in the loop. Tell me when it's day one so I can check in on you and we can see how you're getting on. And remember that sensible start point is often all you need. And you just sometimes just need the support, the reassurance and the accountability from somebody else. So I'm more than happy to be your accountability buddy.